You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Um, happy to join us. We got friend of the pod, Josh Cox from over at the Section 17 podcast. Also, Duke Report. He's been on Press Row several times this year already. Figured we'd have him come on, talk a little bit about Duke Carolina, preview the big night. Josh is actually going to be in Chapel Hill, so we'll kind of get his takeaways and uh, jump into it. Just going to quickly run through a few things right here. Um, we're coming off a big road win at Virginia Tech, one by 10, which on if you listen to our last podcast, I called that probably our most impressive win of the season, given all of the circumstances coming off the short turnaround, Carolina looming. On the flip side, Carolina did not. They go to um, Atlanta, take an L just like we did. So they lost to Georgia Tech 74-73. I think they were on a 10-game winning streak prior to that. It's their first conference loss. Um, so it does set up a little bit of uniqueness here to where if Duke were to win the game, we would technically be in first place, I believe, or maybe like a half game back, we would own the tiebreaker on them, right? Yeah. Um, so that that gives it a little more weight as if it really needed much more weight. Um, but if you're not super familiar with Carolina, they are 17 and four, seventh on Ken Palm. They're ninth in the net. I think they're still technically number three in the country. Got wins over Tennessee, Oklahoma, Clemson. Um, it's been a long time, fellas, since the, we've had a top 10 matchup. And honestly, we'll talk about it, but it doesn't really kind of feel like that yet, quite yet to me as like that, you know, some of those older teams that we've had, like in the early aughts and um, some of that. But hopefully we'll get that kind of um, matchup here. But Josh, I'll toss it to you first, just kind of globally here. What's been your impression of Carolina, man? They've kind of turned things around. Well, yeah, I mean, they are the beneficiary, as Duke has been this year, of senior guard leadership, man. Like mm. you can't, you got to start talking about RJ Davis when you talk about the success yep. that UNC's had. In fact, Jeremy Roach has been, has had a successful, a hugely successful season, but he's not even being talked about much in the conference. And it's because everybody's talking about RJ Davis and yep. honestly, rightfully so. And so like, I, you know, uh, you get rid of Caleb love out of that locker room and, and kind of out of that mix there. And, and this team is, you know, very obviously RJ's team and he stepped up and I'm, you know, and then, I, and then I believe too, they've not, uh, you know, focused the offense really at all around Baycott. They've let Baycott kind of get his points on like, you know, putbacks and kind of garbage jump type stuff, which is fine. And I mean, they've, you know, what can you say? I mean, they, they were on a, a huge winning streak, uh, got bit by Georgia tech, but I mean, they're solid, uh, well-deserving of that ranking where they were at and, you know, uh, pick, did some really, really smart moves in the portal. Yeah. You know, with, with guys, you know, picking up Ryan and, 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 um, Harrison Ingram from Harrison, the Stanford. Harrison Ingram. Yep. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are, I mean, Ingram has been incredible for them. So, yeah, that's kind of my, my kind of over, overarching view of them. It's like, this is RJ's team. 
they've really focused it around him and they've been successful as a result. Yeah, man, you mentioned the portal. I, I think Ingram might be the like the one that scares me the most on their team. Like RJ's obviously going to do what he does, but for them to really win, they need that one other player, whether that's Ryan kind of stepping up. I think for the most part, it has been Ingram that's kind of been that guy. It's like a dog on the floor. Reminds me a lot of a Justice Winslow a little bit in that 2015 season. They got him playing the four, which is just really un. He's getting unlocked the way that I was kind of hoping Mark Mitchell might get unlocked at the four, right? Playing next to Flip. Um, the one thing that stood out to me the most, and I think this is where I've been most impressed with Hubert, and, and you can kind of say like last year he should have done it like this, and maybe he just didn't quite have control of that team or a, or an, as control of Love as he should have. I think if you replace Love with Cormac but keep the roles the same this year, they're like ridiculously scary. Um, because Baycott's basically a role player at this point, right? Like he's like their fourth option. Like he's getting like five, six shots up a game. Um, now he's going for 2020, I'm sure, Saturday now <laughs> that I said that. But like, I think he got to tip the cap to Hubert a little bit here. Like, what do y'all think about that? Like, I mean, he's got a case right now. I mean, he's probably looking at ACC coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I see why not from the train wreck that they were last year to, you know, turn it around the way they have. Um, you know, kudos to him. I think like you guys talked about Ingram's been for me watching him, I think the biggest the biggest thing for him because yeah, they replaced Leaky, who plays defense but gives you nothing in terms of spacing on offense. Um, with Ingram, who probably isn't as good as a defender, at least like all around as um as Leaky was, but he can shoot the ball, right? Um, so you know, with Ingram being a stretch four. Um, Ryan, you know, Ryan's a solid pickup. The guy's like, you know, 37 or something. He's like a year behind me. Um, <laughs> you know, he can get hot in a game. He hasn't shot the ball well, but he has the ability to do it, to to hit five or six threes in a game. So I like the way that they've moved away from Baycott because they've got shooting and, you know, why just take Baycott for a bunch of back downs and tough shots in the paint when you can, you know, move the ball around and hit a lot of threes. That's, that's what's been... uh different from this year yeah because i think they've really like you mentioned leaky but like it's almost like they replaced ingram with nance which to me is like immediately gives you more toughness right immediately gives you more flexibility on the wing and how you can defend um yeah cormac man like i don't even want to say it because he'll he'll light us up dude but um only 30 percent from three so yeah, far this i think year. it's it's been like it keeps being talked about as like this shooter this shooter this shooter and it's like when bro like <laughs> your one good season like i don't i don't know man I'm, I mean, he's definitely lighting us up now that i said that. but but on the other side uh i think ingram has sort of outperformed his shooting expectations he's already made as many threes this year as he did his first two seasons at stanford um the percentages are way up and it's like how much of that is just small sample but at this point we're like 20 games into the season you have to believe it's real yeah yeah and i think he was a he was pretty highly ranked coming out of high school, he was, too, yeah. I want to say, right? He's so like maybe... All-American, right? Oh, sure was he? Probably yeah. 20, yeah. Okay. You know, it could, you could just say that, like, playing around more talent, um, you know, just puts him in a better situation where he doesn't have to be as, like, high up in the hierarchy as an option. Maybe that's it. Sure, sure. Um, obviously, they got the freshman, uh, Elliot Cadeau, who's 
kind of had a, a bit of an up and down season. Seems to have kind of maybe solidified things a little bit. Not much of a score doesn't typically seem to look look for that. But um, some of the passing that he that he has, dude, like the feel that he has, the quickness um, reminds me a little bit of the the Tyus type in terms of just the ability to predict and to pass where it needs to be. Like that's such a skill to be able to pass into space, like and and lead your guy where he needs to be. Um, obviously RJ is just thriving off of that. Um, I mean, if you look at our preseason or our, our, uh, yeah, our preseason pods, like I was really kind of bullish on us again in this matchup, because I thought that we would just be able to take advantage from a size standpoint that like their two guards are going to get bullied. Um, hasn't really happened to them, like not, not in a way that's exposed it, um, in any sort of way where they're forcing Kado out of the game. And when they do, I mean, Trimble's respectable at this point, right? Like, these guys got depth. We don't, really. Like, we don't have playable depth. They do. Um, Trimble can come in. Washington can come in. Like, what's the other? Withers can come in. Withers, yeah. um, you know, I, I know the uh, the Paxson kid come, sometimes comes in and does anything. But, I mean, just with the, the Washington, Withers, Trimble bench lineup is pretty solid, man, when you think sure. about it. Um, well, and, and they defend so well, man. They're they're like a you know one of the best defensive teams in the country number four yeah yeah and like i mean once again not uh that's not a roy that's a hubert davis thing right you guys gave said to mention you know you mentioned hubert earlier i mean he's definitely turned that around and that focus man because that's definitely not not typically been the case you know in chapel hill but they, they do defend very well and i would say that's probably where baycott i mean He's he's still he's he's good on DV. I mean he's a rim protector in that sense. Not that he can jump out of the gym or anything, but I mean he he's not easy to score on down there. And then they're really I think flexible everywhere else. You know one through four, um, you know on defense. So you know it'll be an interesting matchup because Duke obviously is one of the best shooting teams. Yeah, you know uh, in in the in the conference and UNC is the best defense in the conference. So we'll see what happens with that, right? And it's hard to have been carried by their three-point defense, which for like an eight-game sample was just like astronomical where teams were shooting like in the teens against oh. them. Um, it started to pivot a little bit, right? Starting with Florida State, they were 9 of 20, 45%. Georgia Tech, 9 of 20, 45%. Uh, we shoot 45% from three. I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Yep. Uh, but then again, maybe if their three-point defense is for real, then they're due to hold us to 28%, right? Which would yeah. not be a um, a good thing for us. But yeah, man, their defense has been impressive. What are we, nine games in to the ACC? We're seven and two, I believe. Yeah. 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 yeah seven and two. Yeah, they so, have I one mean, extra one of those. Duke is shooting like 40% from three in conference yep. play, though, as a team. Yep. Uh, okay. Which is, I mean, I mean, this is the best Duke shooting team. We've been waiting for this, right? For like, for years uh, for, for a team like this. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you look, I mean, obviously, we're the only two teams that have been consistently ranked throughout the season. I mean, this is, even though you, you mentioned Josh earlier, it doesn't feel like one of those top 10 matchups. It is. I yep. mean, Duke and Carolina are two of the top 10 teams in the country. I think there's no doubt about that. And so, whether it feels like it or not, you know, it, it, it definitely is. It qualifies. Yeah. And maybe part of that is just because of like, and I think Raul mentioned this in one of our messages offline was they're coming off the loss and we're like starting to refine ourselves, right? Like we were really good, like projected to be really good then kind of like fell off a cliff and then got injured and then lost at home at the pit. And then now it's kind of like, maybe we're finding things, we're figuring things out, we're starting to get healthy. Proctor looks like the guy that all of us thought he was going to be from day one. 
Um, just you can look in his face, right? Look at his eyes, the way he's playing, the way he's moving. He just mentioned it in the press conference today that the ankle is good, lateral movement strong. Um, hopefully, Jeremy is saying the same stuff. I mean, he was there today as well. He looked fine. Um, that maybe that is what typically we're we're used to maybe playing at a different level at this point in the year. And John Shire teams so far have kind of done a different path where we don't hit the ground trailblazing and then fall apart in February and March. We kind of stumble around a little bit and then we kind of figure it out. Um, you know, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Anything you want to talk about regarding Carolina specifically before we just kind of jump into some player matchups here that I think are pretty interesting? Well, to come back to their defense, um, you obviously were right to call out the three-point defense. It's still at under 30%, so you would expect some more regression there. But the rest of their defense looks solid to me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's like they're allowing 45% on twos, which is like, what, top 40 in the country or something? I don't top have it. 35, yeah. Yeah, 35. so... And then, you know, they, they have a nice, uh, fairly high block rate as well. They rebound well. So all that stuff seems real to me. Um, it's it's really only the three-point defense I question. But even if that were to go up to like 35%, you'd still think they would be like top 10 in defense. So yeah. I, I think they do have a good defense. It's just a question of how good. I think right now you're looking at that uh, four versus 19 split. And I actually expected that to be reversed. Yeah. I'm surprised they're only 19th on offense. That would be the worry there that they're actually underperforming on offense. Yeah, and really the only thing that makes me like kind of question the three-point defense is the volume of shots that teams yeah. have gotten up, right? Like usually three-point defense, the best way to play three-point defense is kind of the old like um, prime K method of like, we're just not even gonna let you shoot threes, right? We're gonna run you off the line. Now you're gonna have a layup line at times, right? Like we're gonna get backdoored to death and the middle is gonna stay open, but we're just gonna run you off the three-point line, right? We're, we're wanting you to shoot maybe 10 a game. Teams are getting up 20, 18 to 22 shots a game on them. And, and making know, like two or three. Two two or one. <laughs> right, right. So at some point, you're going to get burned if you allow teams to shoot that many. Now, the other flip side to that is just teams in general are just shooting way more threes than they were 10, 15 years ago against K2, right? Like the game has changed. Um, so that'll be something definitely to, to, to monitor here. But let's look into some matchups here. Um, uh, let, let's start with the big fellas, right? Let's go Baycott versus Flip. What do y'all think about that matchup? Josh, I'll go to you here first. Do you see where one has the advantage in this? Are you looking at it from a certain standpoint here, more like the defensive aspect on the offensive end? Um, what excites you about that Baycott-Flip matchup? Well, I mean, first of all, Flip defends the perimeter much better than he defends the post. You know, And there was a couple of clips from the – uh, Virginia Tech game where he got caught out on the perimeter and he he really does a good job. So he dominated Couture I, out there. Yeah, 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 he did. That one that one play on Couture was great. Uh, Couture got it on both ends. Man, he had he had he was getting crossed up on one end and then shut down <laughs> yeah. the other. But uh, but no, I I actually question whether we may see you know we may see Baycott guard Mitchell and you may see Ingram on the flip. There may be some switch around mm. there. So first of all, I'm not sure those two guys are going to be matched up against each other. The whole time, I think there's a potential there because we've mentioned that Baycott is not a focal point. So I think Duke could get away with having Mitchell on him some if they needed to. I, that's just I've just thought through that uh, because you know Flip is foul is is prone to foul trouble. Baycott, God, I hope they don't do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hope they don't do that. <laughs> but but yeah, I would. I mean, obviously you got you have to give Filipowski the overall advantage in that matchup. I mean, we've just talked about how Baycott's not sometimes not getting ten shot attempts, you know, in a game, and so you've got to give Flip that. Flip's ability to shoot the three, flip shooting, 
uh, like 37%, I think, for the season, but like 40% in conference play from three. Um, you know, he's become really more of a central hub of the offense, leading the team in assists in conference play. So, I mean, you've got to give that. But I will say on the boards um, and kind of that nitty-gritty, like, garbage baskets, Baycott's still elite in that. And, like, that's going to be a difficult matchup. And this could be a game where we see, you know, Duke Twitter's favorite, uh, Ryan Young, you know, maybe have to come in and, and, and you know, use his, use his five fouls and kind of throw his body around uh, some there. Uh, but, but once again, no complaints from me from about Ryan Young because he's doing it well. And then, you know, every now and then he'll, 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 you know, score double digits. So, um, but yeah, overall in that matchup specifically, Flip's going to take him outside. Flip's going to be a part of that offense out on the perimeter as well. And, and I think at that point you have exposed Baycott as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, if I'm Hubert, I 100% do what you do. And I absolutely hope that they don't do that where they just like Baycott, you're going to take Mark. We're going to allow you to sag. Ingram, you're going to get up and flip, yeah. right? If he tries to drive from the perimeter, stuff that, take that. Like, w- that's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough matchup for Flip to yep. operate from the perimeter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that, that does happen. We just go to left, uh, left block post-ups if you got <laughs> Ingram guarding Yeah, you do, right? You bully him down there and say, okay, like, but uh, Ingram's strong, man. Like, he, yeah, can, I mean, and he, he rebounds. He had 10 points. Flip has to too, have a, like, a little bit of size. What is Ingram, like six seven maybe? Oh, he's got size. For yeah. sure, right? He's got height for sure. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think of um what do you guys think of Young in this matchup? Because in the one hand, Baycott doesn't stretch the floor. Right. I think so that might help here. Young out there. Yeah. Uh but on the other hand, if if Baycott's coming out to set screens over and over again for RJ That's Davis, that could do. be a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they'll do. Um they'll just continue doing that. Now, if we just make it to where we're not going to switch that yeah. and you just kind of live with it. And the, hope. Gu- the guard just um, has to fight through the screen, I think. And uh, Ryan can just play back on Baycott. Yeah. That's what we've, I been, do. we've been doing a lot more of that fight through the screens than, yeah. than a lot of new teams in the past. I mean, the guards, especially when the bigs come up, the guards are sticking or staying and fighting through a whole lot more than what I really expected. Yeah. Proctor's yeah. great at it. Um, yeah. Roach has gotten so much better at it too. Mm-hmm. So much better at it. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, well, let's, let's kind of pivot then and talk about the guard matchup a little bit. I think the biggest question here is who guards RJ. Right. And it, I would, I would expect Roach to want that assignment, right. To want that Proctor, matchup. Um, yeah, I think it probably does have to be have to be. But a little, he's got a little bit more length on him too. And RJ plays off ball now. Cadeau yeah. is the point guard, kind of right, and like RJ will come and they'll set him up like off some movement stuff, off some action stuff, off some secondary stuff. They just free him up to get him ready to catch and shoot, which he is elite at. Um, when healthy, Proctor is one of the best off ball defenders in the country, right? Like he was last year, he is this year, yeah. um, especially lately. Yeah, and man, he'll tough fight. on Couture, tough on Gerard. Like he had he's gonna fight, L, right? Like yeah, he's, he's gonna fight through those. So yeah, that's what I would go with. And okay. then especially when if Roach is still just a little banged up, you I mean you don't put him on on Elliot, who's not gonna be a threat to to shoot the ball. As a matter right. of fact, I want him shooting the ball. Like if he's if Elliot wants to take six, seven, eight threes. But I don't want McCain on Elliot where he's going to like get broken off no, the bounce and yeah. just create McCain's all of on, these. On, on Ryan. Um, Ryan. Got to have yeah. him on Cormac, yeah. right? Y'all yeah. just go over there and kind of see who wants Stand to go in the corner. 10 or 4 yeah. 10 and yeah. shoot 12 threes or whatever. No, no disrespect to either one of those guys. How right? tall is how tall is Cormac Ryan? Do you know? 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five, yeah. Okay, because my only he's, worry with McCain there would be we've seen McCain get uh, shot players just over. shot shoot over the top of him. Yeah. Uh, but he's not as tall as Henson, so it might be all right. 
Yeah, I think that's where, like, you have a, a Caleb Foster, too, that's going to play a ton yeah. of minutes, and he's 6'5", yeah. and would match up perfectly with him there. And yeah. I actually think this could be – I don't know why Jalen Blakes has been out for two games unless it was something to do with that hand. But I think this is another game that, if, if needed, and especially maybe when if a Proctor rotate out, you know, for a couple of minutes, I could definitely see John trusting Blakes to guard RJ, RJ yeah. for, like, small spurts because yeah. – or yeah. to run them together, to run Blake yeah. and Proctor together, and just like, hey, y'all got RJ and Elliot, y'all can switch if y'all want to yeah. switch. Like y'all just y'all control those the guard play there, and we'll just feast around it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think this is a game where Blake's honestly, this is one of the first times in a long time where I thought the teams were similar in kind of makeup, like trying to play four out, right? Got some explosive guard play. Um, it, it's going to be really interesting because they match up just really well. Um, and I could see where both teams feel good about the individual matchups going in. Right? I think that's just, it's feasible that that could, um, that's going to happen here. We talked a little bit about Mark. Um, where do you see him on this? To me, I want him guarding Harrison Ingram. Like that's where yeah. I think he matches up the best with. I think Ingram can be their like energy guy, right? He's got some of that MF in him a little bit. He likes to talk. He's demonstrative. Um, we saw what Mark did to to Nance last year, right? Like he really kind of put him in the blender and just made it terrible for him. Um didn't have enough of them lemon Oreos, I guess. Right? I, I guess not. Man. Uh, any, any other? Like to me, it's pretty clear cut that he should guard Ingram. Do y'all see that differently? No. Do you put him on Baycott to protect Flip? I don't think you do this year, unless they're just going to drastically say we're going to play through Baycott, which they haven't done all year. No, I'm going with him on on Ingram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. unfortunate that uh, Ingram is actually shooting well because something that's helped us, you know, the last few years is just, we've had leaky black to sag off of, and even Nance to an extent we could sag off of. Um, and this year they don't necessarily have that weak spot, you know, at the four. So that'll be interesting. Um, because I felt like last year, Mark was able to kind of help down a lot. And I'm mm -hmm. just not sure if you want to do that when there's a 40% three point shooter out there. Yeah. In fact, it's the reverse, right? They're yeah. going to help down off a of mark, which is yeah. going to be interesting to see. Um, no, he, he's got to, he's got to eat up that space and that's yeah. And he's getting situation. a lot better at yeah. that, but yes. we have to be really crisp because that's going to be, I mean, that's the defensive blueprint to be Duke right now is still, I think even with us playing a little bit quicker and trying to be a little bit more decisive, I still think you kind of have to play off mark and just live with it and, and see what happens. Um, I would expect them to try that. We'll, we'll see here. We'll see. Let's talk about their offense. Um, how, how do y'all think we attack this? Like, do we try to slow this game down? I mean, last year, John really was like, nope, we're going to really control pace. We're going to make this a grinded out possession by possession game. We're going to be smarter, right? We're going to take care of the ball. Um, this year, we're playing at a lot quicker pace, especially recently, right? Like the possessions have went up. Like our offense has really kind of matched the call here. Our defense is playing catch up a little bit here lately. Um, what do y'all see that we do to attack this? We've mentioned maybe not switching all of the screens like we did against Pitt. Like, is there something that y'all are looking for of here's how we're going to do this? Do you try to cut the head off the snake and just dominate Cadeau and not let him bring get the ball up? Like, what are, what are y'all looking at? Um, in terms of how we're going to attack that offense. Josh, I'll go to you first since you're guest of honor here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I could see us, you know, not switching as much. And mm -hmm. especially if we like that Proctor on RJ and, and things, the worst case scenario on not switching 
is that you run them off the three point line and they then have to create in the mid range, right or whatever. And so, like, I don't actually think it's a bad thing, right. um, especially if, if if you know a guy like Proctor or even Roach. I got to give Roach his flowers that he has become a much better defender. So to me, I don't know. I mean, I know we can switch. With that being said, but like, if we really want to keep that matchup with like Foster uh, with Proctor on RJ. Like we don't have to switch everything, and so yeah. you know, you know, Baycott is, is a different story. And like I said, with Flip, if Flip does get switched onto a guard, I trust Flip's perimeter defense. And so, like, I could see us not trying to switch, but if we have to, really, we could switch one through five if need be. Like, so I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting. Um, I I, I think the focus has got to be RJ and whatever we have to do to get him off his game. Even if it means you know somebody else you know beats us, I don't know. You got to me. He's the head, even though he doesn't bring the ball up as much. He's the head that you got to cut off. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that, but I guess I'll go the opposite way. I think RJ's good, and he's going to kind of get his regardless. I mean, we're going to obviously. I want Proctor to make his life hell and to try to limit his efficiency. But I think what we kind of hinted at earlier, he needs that second guy, and if you can stop Ingram or Baycott. Ryan from from getting 18 something like that then you probably got a pretty good shot because I mean we just watched Georgia Tech RJ scored 28 took him 24 shots but nobody else gave him anything in double digits yeah um, that's fair yeah I, I kind of like that too right like I'd like to make RJ a passer because he doesn't really want to do that right like he what he's looking for shots his role in the offense is to eat shots um to take a lot of shots if we can make him distribute that would be nice uh, to me this this is an old old talking point here but new coach same philosophy we got to get back on defense right we got to slow the tempo down on them a little bit we can't let these dudes run um because when they start running rj's head starts bobbing and dude is a 90 percent free throw shooter mm -hmm. and so you can't put him on the line you can't let him get transition threes up he loves to take them quickly he shoots 41 percent from there you gotta make him a mid-range shooter you just got to, and you just live with it a little bit. Like, I hate it for Ryan. He's going to come in the game, and he's going to play a little drop coverage. He's going to get, like, three straight shots splashed in his <laughs> face probably. But as long as they're not threes, I'm cool with it. Right? Yeah, like, mean, as long as you're RJ's making them mid RJ's mid-range floaters, you know. Runners, he's got the package, but you make him package, take that, right? But like, you make him no. take that because because he hits the three just as just yeah. as often. Yeah. I think that the, the key, and we'll probably get into it, is the rebound. We got a defensive rebound. If they get a bunch of offensive rebounds and are getting because that place, I mean, those guys kind of like us, they can hit three, three, threes, you know, back to back, back possessions. And that kind of blows the game open. That gets the crowd going. You know, I think the key for us is kind of like at Virginia Tech. We got to we got to take the crowd out of it early. Yeah. You got to play well and take them out of it early. Yeah, yeah that'll sure. be a interesting like because something's got to give there, right? So Duke has actually been really good on the defensive glass overall on the year. But uh, on the other hand, Carolina is top 60 in offensive rebounding. So to me, that could be a pretty decisive battle. Like if Carolina's offensive rebounding is able to outweigh our defensive rebounding, then that could be a problem for us for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's even though they're playing quote unquote smaller or a little more traditional they're still doing these fundamental yeah. things that carolina basketball does they're running they're hitting secondary break yeah. um they're rebounding they're still still top 50 in pace over 71 possessions a game uh compared to our 68 or so yeah so we're kind of like nationally average see i don't think it's a great idea to run with them 
We have been pretty good on the year, and I think in Shire's whole tenure, really, at transition defense, that hasn't been something that's jumped out to me as something we've done badly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have that's been like, really defense in general. I mean, there's been stretches this year that's kind of plagued our defense, but for the most part, it's been well, pretty it's, consistent. It's the flip, it's the flip foul trouble, right? And then yeah. you bring in and you bring and in Ryan Young, points. and it just kind of depends on what the matchup is. Sometimes he's amazing. Other times they've got guards who can drag him out into space, and then that's a problem, like the Pittsburgh game. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um on the rebounding end, this would be a, a great uh, night for Mark Mitchell to get another double digit yep. uh, rebounds. Yeah. That would be that would be. Huge. I, I think that's a key to victory. You know, yeah, I mean, flip getting like more than three or whatever. Also, yeah, yeah. yeah and the guards, right? McCain's got to I mean, come McCain's down and crash. Could, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, before we kind of talk about on our side and and what we could do to kind of make life a little bit difficult for them, let's take a quick little break here. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, let's come back. We talked about how maybe we could try to slow their offensive their offense down. What about mismatches for Duke? Like, who do we hunt? Are you seeing anybody that you're targeting out there? Um, I think Cormac is going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of talk in this buzz. I, I think the guards, even though they haven't really been exposed that well, I still think you got to try to put RJ and Cadeau in ball screen, you know, just nonstop and make them make them do something there um those roach flip or proctor flip ball screens with like mccain in the corner mitchell in the dunkers flipping that short roll it's hard to stop that like we can miss the shot sure we can miss the shot or we can charge or like whatever but you got to pick your poison there and for me like i'm i'm trying to hunt their backcourt a little bit like y'all see anything different josh you going after baycott trying to get him in foul trouble or like who do you see is like okay let's if if you get isoed on this guy you got to try to make something happen well, first of all, you mentioned Cormac Ryan. I mean, if he's going to guard Jared McCain, to yeah. me, you got to almost JJ Reddit Jared McCain in this game. You got to run him off screens. You got to get him open. He's got such a quick release that uh, that transition three that he likes to shoot. Yeah, you got to always be looking for him. That would be number one for me. And then you know, Flip obviously has the advantage on Baycott if Baycott is guarding him when Flip comes out and plays. You know, at the top, which he's done quite a bit. And and Duke is really turning him to him to like, I'm not. That's I, I, not fair to say like Jokic, but I mean, uh, almost like a point like there. You know, they want him with the ball there, where he has the where he's triple threat. He can pass, you know, driver shoot. And so, yeah, I believe you absolutely exploit um, Baycott. I don't know if you do it as much in the pick and roll as you do it in just like give flip the ball, let him turn and face up, and let Baycott try to stop him. He can shoot up flips as tall or taller than him way quicker than him and just has a better skill set. And so I think those two things, Cormac Ryan and Baycott, be interesting to see how we attack both of them. Uh, but I think those are the two guys that you that you go at hard. And if you can draw if you if they like you said, if Baycott is on flip and we're able to draw Baycott out, that's where earlier you mentioned that flip being a hub, flip being the leader and assist, if Baycott's playing up, the rim protection is just not there right for them like Harrison is good but he's not that like 
that's where we can cut, right? Get Proctor moving, get get Roach on some DHOs, like whatever you need to do to get downhill because the rim protector's out. Um, that that could be a viable strategy. Roll shoe, like where, what are you looking for the mismatch here? Like who are you attacking? I think you said at the backcourt, I mean, coming into the year, I thought my impressions of, of Carolina is they added a lot of shooters. Their offense will be great. But, yeah, I mean, their defense, they're starting two guys that are like my size, you know, six foot, six foot one. Um, Proctor six five can can get to that mid range shot, likes that little dirt turnaround, one footed you know spin in the lane. Get a couple of those, maybe even get some. And Gary Trent would be licking his chops to post up Cadeau. I know that. Oh yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> put him in the triple threat. Yeah, put him in the triple. So <laughs> I, I mean, I'd say Roach get Roach going. You know, around a screen, going downhill, and Cadeau Cadeau fouled out in the Georgia Tech game. You know, had. A lot of reaching, so um, that's where I would be going first. Okay, I think our strengths with our guards right now. I mean, flip. Yeah, I like flip, and you guys have talked about the flip centric offense. I think we need to use flip as a hub, play through the guards, and and you know get it to flip whenever we see the the opportunity of the mismatch to arise. But play through the guards, sure. And Roach should have a massive uh, strength advantage on Cadeau. You know, Cadeau yes. is small. He's kind of skinny. He's a freshman. Um, I would think that that would be a mismatch we could exploit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you uh, about Flip. Like, he needs to be more of a passer than a scorer because, uh, especially if you look at how Flip's been playing lately, maybe this is something he breaks out of on Saturday, but the last three yeah. games have been rough. I think the splits are like 43% from the field, 10% from three, 50% from the line, which where the hell did that come from? Yeah, that's, yeah, that is a weird anomaly that he's had. Um, Hopefully it's just a small sample. You know, it's three games. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, it is, but Shu, you've been on press row recently. There, like, if you just watch him, there's like, he, he gets so frustrated and yeah, like, yeah, like he is, he's in his own head quite a oh, bit. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it's. I think it's really big for Flip if he gets off to a good start. You know, if he if he can hit, you know, his first shot or two, like that just changes his his mentality for the rest of the game. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm not trying to overthink it. I'm just, but but you know, if he gets out in a pit game, I think he hit a three on the first possession, and then we saw at, the, at pit, and we yeah. saw what happened. I mean, he yeah. went he went crazy the rest of the game. So, I think that's important for him. But I, I agree with all of you guys on that hub passing. I mean, I even I even joke like I, I wish Shire would say like, look, man, if you if you get ten assists, if you get double digit assists, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, take the dude out for steak or something, but like, give him like some some sort of deal mm -hmm. for that because I think the more he passes the ball, the better the better we are. So you, all you don't want is double digit turnovers, though. Yeah, right. right Not, yeah. You want that that quadruple double? Yeah, yeah. turnovers. He needs help though, right? Because he's a great passer, but like yeah. sometimes we're very crisp off ball, like what we're doing. Like Mark can be very crisp, like Jerry can be really tight, and then sometimes we're just not, right? Like yeah. we get a little tired, or we're just kind of thinking that flip's going to go to work. We have to help him. We have to move. Mm. We have to really create um, opportunities for him to pass. But you know. <laughs> I, I still think we do attack those guards, dude. You just make them defend you, right? You make them come out and make a play. Um, if I was John, I would be pulling up the 2011 ACC tournament game and showing Nolan Smith making Kendall Marshall's life absolute hell. He did not let that dude cross half court with the ball, right? Like absolutely yeah. dominated him. Um, 
that's what I want, right? Like if I'm whoever's guarding Cadeau, like that's why I throw Jalen Blake's in there for five, 10, 15 minutes if he's doing it, right? Of like, dude, like I'm pulling out the motivation, right? Like remember the Titans, I want them to remember tonight, yeah. right? Like this dude will not cross the 50. Like it's not happening. Um, well, one thing you mentioned too, one thing you mentioned too is their their depths, but their depths not really in their guard position. Their depths nope. in their forward and wing. So yeah, um, you attack the guards, you get, you know, RJ or Cadeau in foul trouble, and then n- now they got to bring Trimble in. And Trimble's a, a really improved player, uh, athletic, a good defender, shooting the ball better than he did last year. You know, last year was not good for him. But, um, you know, I don't know if, if Carolina fans trust him in, in a big game, you know, taking a, a big three down at the end. So I'd, I'd rather have him doing it than RJ, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, one thing we haven't talked about is who's just going to have that ridiculously stupid game for Carolina. Yeah, that's that was, somebody that's be my next tends point. to yeah, have. It's right, probably Paxson, right? The good kid that didn't play. Oh, yeah, somebody no. has a game where they play out of their mind. They have, you know, the, the anyway, I don't know. If it's Ingram, we lose to me. Right. Yeah, if probably, he's the yeah. one that like because his out of mind could really be like a 25 point on good efficiency and RJ yeah. could be right there with him at 20, 22. Um, that would do it. It would kind of suck for Cormac to all of a sudden just hit like just, six of I, ten threes. Like, see, I think it, I annoying. think he's the more candidate because I think Mark's not going to allow Ingram to get. 20 something like Ingram can have a good night, but I don't. Mark's made people's life tough. If anybody, it's Cormac can hit six, six threes because you know, people just love to shoot over Jared, maybe yeah. or or Caleb. You know, Caleb's I love Caleb, you know, Harrisonburg boy, but um, gets lost sometimes on defense. So off ball, right? Him and McCain yeah. off ball yeah, is off where ball, it gets yeah. a little you got to be looking, heads got to be on a swivel. Um, Trimble could be a guy, right? That could do it. I mean, Cadeau could be the guy. Like we're talking about targeting, but if we're not careful and he's coming downhill and like yeah, we can't stay in front yeah, of him, he, he could have twelve and seven at halftime. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he could easily get, do that. Yeah, we've had the layup lines happen before. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask about, like how we should guard him because obviously his three point shooting isn't a threat. But I also don't think you want to give him like a ton of space to kind of get ahead of steam either. Right. So I think you probably play up on him but if if he sets a screen you drop under the screen that's fine but you play up on him otherwise yeah 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 um i got we haven't talked about that i thought was like played really good last year against us like every time he came in he seemed to do like something positive again washington it's jail in washington man like i like yeah i don't i don't know dude as a prospect too yeah i mean I, i worry about like if flip is in foul trouble and then baycott's at like i don't I don't know who do you put on him. Ryan can't guard him because he can shoot. He can step out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the, the three point volume for him is really. Yeah, low. He's only taking like 10, yeah. 10 threes all year, but he hit five of them. And yeah. every shot he takes is one that RJ or Ingram isn't taking. So you have to kind of live with that sure. a little bit, yeah. right? Like that's like the NJ Collins kid at Virginia Tech. Like sure yeah. he lit us up early, but it's hard for a team to just completely reinvent themselves in the middle of the game and say, "Oh, okay, dude, you've been getting a fifteen percent usage tonight. You're getting forty. Like that's tough to just do in a game, right? Like unless yeah. you prepared that way, like it's, um, it can happen, but. That's why yeah, I think so. it would be interesting to see how they respond. If we do effectively hound RJ, 
Um, does the offense switch back to going through Baycott in that situation? And if so, I think that might be a win for us because they haven't really done that all year. And I'd rather a Baycott post up than an RJ three. One hundred percent, or even an RJ drive. I would yeah. rather a Baycott post up than an RJ drive. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be big. You know, we mentioned top 10, even if it might not feel like it, it is. There's obviously implications for the ACC title race, you know, like you could even go as far as saying winner of this game is probably sitting in the driver's seat to win the conference. You know, there's a lot of games left to play, but um, this is a big one, right? I mean, obviously it's a big one, but it's a big one for like just more than it just being the Duke Carolina game. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit. Fellas, let's let's zone out a little bit here. Let's get into some just kind of favorite Duke game or moments or memories or um from let's let's keep it to I like Roe, you mentioned this. Let's keep it to ones that are in Chapel Hill. Obviously, I'm just gonna throw this one out so that we don't even have to. The river shot at Chapel Hill sure. is just yeah. always gonna be that, right? It's just iconic. Um, we had no business winning that game. And so like that's a big one. So let's take that one off off and the that table. One too. Here. I mean, what we were down, what double digits with under two minutes to go in we're the game, like, just, like two minutes, and fifteen <laughs> seconds or something. Yeah. And I they mean, just, just, fell apart. just for that shot to even be a possibility was ridiculous. It, it, it's probably yeah. one of the biggest coaching failures from Roy, right? Like, if you just held the ball and took like four shot clock violations, you win. You still win. Yeah. You win, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember possession where uh, we drew a charge on Harrison Barnes because he's like driving down the lane with, with like, like seventeen seconds. seconds. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Um, so we're missing the free throw and all that good stuff. But and so then there was some bad luck too, uh, obviously with the Zeller the stuff with the tip in. Yeah. Curry kind of walked back to to Durham and then came back to Chapel Hill and shot, <laughs> yeah. shot that one three. You know, so um, Tyler Thornton's hitting threes to start the whole run. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kelly yeah, with the nice midi. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take that one off. Um, so 2012 excluded here, Josh. What are some favorite kind of games or moments or plays in the dome? I mean, it's, it's recency, but the ridiculousness of the Trey Jones window more like that. Yeah. I mean, first of the all, double okay. game. Yeah. we were yeah. wearing the god awful uniforms yeah. that everybody will remember. Um, yes, the hundred year anniversary. The, yeah, with yeah, the no was, number on the front. God, um, they were terrible. Uh, but just the probability of that. I mean, the fact that Trey could miss the the free throw properly getting the rebound, putting up the, the terrible shot. Like, I mean, just all of all of that together. Like if I'm a UNC fan, like that is, that is the absolute, I don't know. It's the pinnacle of, of losing maybe other than like you mentioned, Austin shot. So that's one. And then, I mean, uh, to go back, I, I, I don't want to, I won't still need, I'll just do one more. No, no, no I'll uh, throw them out there. It's yeah. got to be the uh, the Chris Duhon. Yeah, that was uh, going to be time reverse yeah. layup. What was that? Oh, oh four, four, oh four. Oh four. Goat level Duke um, jersey blue. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Yeah, that. Yeah. So those would be my two. If I look back at it, the uh, but the, I have to say the Trey Jones window more. It was just, it was just, it was borderline ridiculous. So that's that. What has made it all all more fun for me for sure. Okay, okay, I like those. I like those. Shoe, what you got, man? I mean. I just remember, you know, and we've talked about it, like when you're in high school, those are the ones that you kind of, you know, just remember a lot. Watch this one with a, with my basketball team, Coach's house. His wife was Carolina um, grad. But uh, 2001, I think Duke was number two. Carolina was number four. We go in there. Is that there? Carlos Boozer just broke his foot. Um, so we start Casey Sanders. And uh, Brandon Haywood's like licking his chops because he's like, yeah, I got this dude guarding me tonight. Um 
Coach K takes Nate James out and puts Duhan in the starting lineup, and we shot like 33, something like that. That game, we hit 14 of them, though. Um, and, you know, just kind of come away with a big win in, in the Dean Dome. Um, yeah. You got a, a recent one that you like, too? Uh, we'll see. I guess we've, he's already mentioned the, the Trey, um, the, the Grayson Allen, the, I guess that was the Trayvon Duvall, not Duvall. Uh, that was Derek Thornton. No, Derek blocked. Thornton blocked. Gilberry. Barry. Yeah. Grayson throws the ball up. Cause I have the picture of Rasheed Wallace and Antoine Jameson. Another game we had like, no in the background. Yeah. Bryce had like 30, 20 or just something yeah. stupid that yeah. game, dude. And you remember, like, uh, I think Matt Jones got injured in that game. Yeah. We, we played, yep. we played five, five guys. guys for the entire yeah. second yeah. half. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, Raul, what you got? I like going the kind of the older one and one of the newer ones. Sure, the yeah. Crowd here. Well, I mean, uh, Josh already mentioned the uh, 2004 game. That was my immediate thought. I think it's just because I watched it live. I was uh, still in college, and I was living with a Duke fan and a UNC fan. So it was just this like fun, very kind of, you know, competitive environment that we had going watching the game uh and so that that was just an amazing shot i mean he just somehow just went uncontested down the entire length of the coast court yeah. yeah so that was beautiful obviously um what else i mean you know the the 2008 one i might this is not that much more recent but i might have to shout that out just because the Greg game yeah i i know they didn't have a loss in but during that time period we could just not beat them yeah, Hansborough so, had something stupid that game, but Paul yeah. has played out of his mind. Right. Uh yeah. And, and we just and we hit a lot singular. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We hit a, I think we hit 13 threes in that game. Yeah, I think uh Paul had six yeah. of them, yeah, exactly. I believe. Yeah. Um, I think he had 18 points and it was all three pointers. Yeah. Um yeah. So obviously, yeah, you know, Lawson was a guy we just could not guard. Uh, you know, especially with Paulus at the point of attack there. So you have to take that with a grain of salt, but just getting that win in that stretch when UNC was just beating us over and over and over again was big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I got, I got a few, I'm trying to go, I guess my most recent one um, is still kind of old, but I'll go. Through. I think my, one of my favorite ones um, I was, let's see, this would have been 06. So I was probably, I was either I was in high school. So my junior year of high school, um, I won't talk about the second game that year, but the first game that year, JJ goes to the dome and drops a 35 yeah. piece. And it was just the like one of just the best performances ever, right? He's 12 of 22 from the field um, and the difficulty of shots. I think they had like, was it Rayshon Terry or Jackie Manuel? And he just sits him down, drills the three, like Dickie V's on the commentary, right? Like it's just a moment. Um, and obviously at that point in your life, right, you take these things like a little bit more serious, right? You're living yeah. and dying by yeah. every shot, every move. That was just a super fun team. Um, and Carolina was really good that year too, right? Like, that, I mean, maybe not really good, but they were good. I think they were, they were top 25. Obviously, I think we were number one or two in the country at that point. Um, that That's up there. That's up there for me. My other one, and I guess I'll go in order here. Um Maybe it's just because I love this team so much. The 2013 game yeah. at the Dome. It's not super memorable. You look at the final score, it's like 69 to 53. You're kind of like, Ugh, well, we were up, not... we were up 13 to one, I think. Curry hits his first seven yeah, shots of the yeah. game. One, he's falling yeah. on his ass and <laughs> just like throws it up. And I'm by that point, I'm like, ooh, yeah, we in this. Like it's it's getting fun now. Um, Mason goes off Mason's in that game, doing the like, reverse, the, the reverse, yeah. yeah, dude. Um, uh, we, we, play, we played way field. off uh, McAdoo, I believe. Uh, we were just 
ignoring him completely defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that was a really fun game. That was a really fun game. Curry was just just lit us up. And we didn't really play a bench though, really, either. Like <laughs> none of our guys on our bench did anything. Um, but yeah, that was a fun one. And my last one here, and I think I don't hear this one getting talked about a lot. The one that I hear from this year is the one at Duke, but ironically, that's not my favorite because we were up big, jaw gets hurt, we kind of get blown out, and then we come back and win. The game at Carolina is one of my most fun games to watch, dude. The first half is kind of like very back and forth. And then the second half happens. We had that little bit of injury trouble. And there's a lineup with like Grayson Allen, Matt Jones, Emil Jefferson, because Tyus gets hurt. He hits his back on like the pylon for a little bit yep. there. And then he comes back in and just just completely dominates the game in every facet. He has 24 points. He makes all 12 free throws. We shoot 59% in the second half. Those types of games are the most fun for me, where it's like really close in the first half. And then we have this moment where we're like down five to Carolina in the second half. And we go on like a 15 to like two run or whatever to just like blow it open. Um, so shouts to 2015. I guess that's still not super recent. I don't well, you know, you know what? Another blowout that was really fun was it is very recent. It was 2022. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, Griffin. that's kind of tainted yeah. by what happened in the next two games, but. Yeah, AJ Griffin going off. What we were we were up like twenty in the first half, I think. Dude, and That's then we the, and then we go in like a 10-0 run to start this. We we're up yeah. like twenty nine or something yeah. like early I, in the second half. I wish we had the sound bite, but the God Almighty Hubert at their follows like just drilling <laughs> middies uncontested. <laughs> you yeah. just hear some dude. Oh, it's best. Yeah, that was uh yeah AJ the big twenty seven piece um on that one. Yeah, that one's hard to think of because then it, it brings back some other memories of that year, but against Carolina. But yeah, so some good ones there. Uh, by Any... the way, All-Star Paulo. All-Star. All-Star. Congrats. Big time. Big time. Um, any, anything we missed on that one? Any other kind of standout games, performances, or moments? I, mean, I feel like we've kind of hit the bigger ones in the last several years. Obviously, you mentioned 01. I think it was 02. Two or something up there where we also just kind of like blitzed them right out of the yeah. bag. Where Jay Will they like were really scores bad that year and blitzed the yeah. passing like yeah, like we and we were really good that year. Well, um, the two thousand game that was the Battier block on Forte. Oh, I love that one. play. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two thousand five is the one that we won at home on like the last second stop because yeah. K yeah. knew what the play was and JJ yeah. blew it up in the corner. I think we lost at Carolina that year though. Yeah, I think we've covered most of the wins actually because we lost at Carolina in 2011. We lost there in 18. We lost there in 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of about does it really. We lost there in 19 to. Um, well, yeah. I hardly count the 19 games. Yeah, I didn't have Zion there. Um, 14, we lose there. 13, we swept. Yeah. 12, we won. Yeah. So pretty much all it. I guess you could say 2010, but they were just so bad in yeah. 2010, man. It was, uh, they were and, and I felt like that game we actually underperformed because you remember we that game we was only beat about like 10. Yeah. yeah, we only yeah. beat them by like 10. Um, it was another, tight into the second half. Yeah, another Mason, uh, yeah. reverse dunk though. That was when he, when he broke it out. It's when he got started. Um, all right, guys, before we get out of here, let's, uh, let me put you, put you to the fire here a little bit. Kim Palm's got this as a 79 73. Carolina win. Josh, agree, disagree. Who you taking? Well, I disagree with that, actually. Um, I will say the one thing that does make me nervous is uh over even though Duke is seven and one in January, won eleven out of the last twelve games, 
I still think going into halftime and then coming out of halftime, there's not been that killer instinct, right? Duke has either stumbled into the locker room or they've stumbled out of the locker room. Yeah. So I'm I'm concerned about that, number one. But um we sat here tonight and we looked at matchups. I like Duke's matchups. Yeah. I like Duke's ability to score the basketball. I like the shooting ability. Um, I this is a game where maybe critics of Duke could say that Duke doesn't have that dog on this team yet. I think this is a game where, like, if there is a dog on this team, he presents himself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday night. And so um, I, I'll about flip that. I, I, I'll say Duke, you know, maybe with a six to seven point win, about 80. So I'm going 80, 80 to 72, 80 to 73. Okay. Um, but uh, but somebody's going to emerge, I think, in this game, and it might be Proctor. Might be somebody's going to emerge as, like, kind of that that closer and that grit. That I think okay. the team's gonna need to move forward. So that's where I'm heading. I love it. I love it. Uh Ro, I'll go to you this time. You agree, disagree with the 79-73 um Carolina favorite. Or not so much at the favorite, but do you think that's gonna play out that way? Well, in reality, I think that the two teams are much closer than Ken Palm has them at. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Carolina has not dealt with any injuries this year, really. Uh, and you know, Duke obviously has had a ton. I just, I just feel like, you know, by the end of the year, that Ken Palm gap is going to have narrowed. Yeah. Um, see, I, I I mean, we broke down the matchups, like you said, and I, I really do think we match up pretty well with them. But, you know, for the sake of the podcast and the running bit, I have to be the guy who <laughs> picks the loss. So I have to come up with a reason for it, too. So I'm just going to say the revenge factor. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like they were the number one team coming into the season last year. They missed the tournament. They get swept by Duke. I just think all the returning guys are going to be super motivated. Yeah. All two of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're two of their best players. So that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I think we haven't talked about that piece, but that is a big piece, right? This rivalry works that way. Like, look at the times that um duke goes back to back carolina wins 93 duke or carolina wins 09 sweeps duke gets harrison barnes duke duke wins in 10 right like these things duke wins in 15 sweeps carolina they go in 16 they win it in 17 like these things tend they beat us in the final four they enter one seat or they preseason number one don't even make the tournament get swept by duke these things flip like that. Like this rivalry humbles you in that way. Like you don't even really get to enjoy the win long enough because it seems to flip right back around for the other side, which is what makes it great. Um, but which is also maybe a little bit of a fear factor heading into this. So Shu, what do you got? You gonna um you rolling with Carolina here? No, man. I told you after they <laughs> they beat us in the final four game that we're never gonna lose. Oh, yeah, to you them said Shire's never gonna lose to them, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the deal we made. We're yeah. never losing to them. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us. I, I like us being the underdog, to be honest with you. I like us coming in um, with a little bit of chip on our shoulder, you know, hunting them. So uh, I'll go 84, 78. Good guys. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Y'all are kind of um, y'all are kind of playing it a little ahead of the thing. I, I'm gonna go kind of the other way with it. I do like Duke in this game. I don't think it's going to be quite the scoring affair, though. Um, And I'm just kind of basing that on Carolina's last few games. Uh, They put 75 up at Florida State. They put 74 up at Georgia Tech. I think our game plan is going to try to be to slow them down, to stop them, to muddy this up a little bit. Um, I'll take Duke 
winning kind of a, a grinded out game. And I, I agree with Josh that either Roach or Proctor just kind of really comes through and closes the game the last five minutes. Just makes some big plays, some tough pull-up shots, some tough pull-up threes, gets to the line, whatever it, 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 it takes there. Um, and I'll say Duke wins. Let's go 73 to 68. So I'll say Duke by five there. Um, oh, I didn't give I didn't give a score, did I? Um, oh yeah, yeah. What do you? I'm, I'm with you though. I think it's going to be a little bit uglier. Um, and I think that's actually if it is, that'll help Duke. But I'll say it's going to be in the 60s. I'm going to say 69 to nice. 67. Um, Baycott full court shot for the win. Oh yeah. <laughs> Full court shot, Baycott. All right, yeah. Well, if he gets that, then uh, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll buy season three of the Outer Banks on DVD for him or something there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, we got three of us rolling with Duke. I mean, you got to have the – you got to have somebody. Yeah, you got to have a Debbie okay. Downer. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Just, it's not interesting, no, right, know, if we all I pick know, Duke. I know, I know. No, no, yeah. And I think you could easily make the – like as good – like I said earlier, as good as we feel about the matchups, I think they have just the yeah. same – probably optimism on their end and, and they have been better than us this year so far yeah and they play well at home i mean yeah yeah so you know we'll see. Oh, one, one thing i was going to bring up is um i know they played more quad one games than us but uh we have played well against good opponents we're four mm -hmm. and one right now they're four and three um all our losses have been to kind of mediocre teams honestly yeah um so maybe that favors us maybe maybe it is kind of like what russ hainline was saying like we tend to get a little bit more motivated for these bigger matchups yeah. not that you need extra motivation for carolina anyway but yeah yeah but you know i, I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those it's going to be one of those um all right well, well let's get out of here josh we appreciate you joining us man um we know you're going to be there kind of covering the game so kind of plug what you got going on tell us what you're working on we most of us are probably familiar with the football side. You can plug that too, but I know you got some stuff on the basketball end this year. Um, yeah. Talk to us. Yeah, for sure. So on the football side, uh, Duke Football Talk at Duke FB Talk on uh, X, Twitter, whatever you call it, um, and and Instagram and whatnot. But yeah, on basketball, I've uh, been doing covering uh, Duke this year for Duke Report at Duke Report on Twitter. So shout out to Freddie uh, Hodges uh, for kind of making that happen for me. But done a handful of games, seen Raul at least one of them, seen shoot a couple. Uh, but, yeah, just trying to um, – you know, we really do try to give, like, that experience, man. Like, what what do fans want to see? Like, what do they want to hear? Got lucky this year and asked Jared McCain about his uh, about his, his Christmas holiday. Uh, I, I heard that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 hit, it hit on Twitter, man. It's like over 20 million views on that thing. So, uh, wow. So we just – we try to mess around and, like, you know, obviously give good coverage, but then also like, you know, what's maybe something that everybody's not doing. And we try, mm -hmm. we try to bring that. It's going to be interesting Saturday night. Never been to, uh, never, definitely never covered a game at the Dean Dome. I've only attended one game at the at Dean Dome in my life. So it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll keep you guys in the loop there, but, uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm curious about, we'll talk after though, of just the emotions and how you kind of like remain neutrality there, like on press row. Right. If you're losing, it's very easy to remain neutral. Right. Like I think if you're winning yep. a big play, it's a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, it's we'll, definitely difficult at Duke when me and she were sitting beside each other on press row. Cause we're like, that's good stuff there. That's good stuff. Um, all right, yeah, well, were you at that? Were you at the Clemson game? Uh, yeah, um, 
Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, was, you didn't sit with me. You said you yeah. sit in the. I sat yeah. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that okay. must have been intense. I yeah. sat over <laughs> with the Clemson guys, which sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were down there by them. Yeah, that was that was that was great. And yeah, so yeah. it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been interesting. I enjoy it. Um, kind of do miss honestly going to a game and just being able to cheer and watch it as a fan. But I'm not going to complain. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here. So, you know, folks, uh, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. You can find us wherever you listen. Um, for some of y'all, that's the usual places. For some of y'all, it's the unusual places. So you can find us on X slash Twitter at Devil's Den Pod 247. You can email us at the Devil's Den Pod at gmo.com. You can find us on the board at the Devil's Den.com. Um, it's going to be a big one. So buckle up. Keep those faces strong in the birth high. Go Duke.